it's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, I'm excited to have you join the show today. I really am. I'm super excited about it, guys. But I got to get started. Before we get started, guys, I'm going to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? That's your shout out for today. Everybody around the world knows your name. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, uh, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's coming to you up with the capital D. There it is, right there on your screen. Guys, today's episode has uh, been a challenge. Uh, I had so many te- technical difficulties trying to just produce today's episode. That only gave me more encouragement to go ahead and get the show up and going because I know it's going to be good today. Guys, listen, uh, I say this every time, and I mean this from my heart. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Thank you so much because in a very short time, this show has really taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe. Guys, places like Egypt and Thailand, Switzerland, Canada, the Great Britain, uh, uh, from Spain, guys, to Mexico. Everybody is tuning in and listening to TMG. Tell me something good. And so are you right here in the United States. Let me tell you, thank you so much. Let me give you a hand clap for tuning in to the show. The heart goes out to you. I appreciate every person. Uh, maybe you've been listening to the show since day one. You've been down on rocking with TMG since the first day. Thank you so much for tuning in for your faithfulness. And maybe you say, Travis Pat, this is my first time hearing your voice. My first time tuning into the show. Thank you. Sit back and get on this ride for TMG. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Listen, everybody knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration from everyday people uh, like you and like with me. So here's what we want to do. If you have an aspiring story that you would like to share and you would like to come on and be a guest on the show, guys, listen, drop us a line. Send us an email. That's T-E-L-M-E something 21 at gmail.com. T-E-L-M-E something 21 at gmail.com. Guys, we have a couple of really great sponsors. I want to go ahead and get that out the way. We have a couple of really great sponsors, affiliate, affiliate sponsors here at TMG, uh, Walmart and Fanatics. I am going to go ahead and play our uh, for, uh, our information for our sponsors. 
I want to get that out the way because I want to get started on this episode. Man, this thing, it's going to be real good. Sit back. Let's go. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something good and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Fanatics is the place to go for all of your officially licensed sports gear from your favorite sports and sports teams. Use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something 21 and pay a visit to our sponsor today. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. There it is, guys. So please use one of those special links that I'm going to place in the chat. bit.ly forward slash tell me something for Walmart and bit.ly forward slash tell me something 21 for fanatics. Guys, today's episode, if you did not catch the title, is Go Climb a Tree. Yeah, today's episode is entitled Go Climb a Tree. I know sometimes you hear that, uh, that those words that say, it's kind of like telling somebody, go leave me alone. Get out of my hair. You're bothering me. But today we're going to flip it and we're going to talk about Go Climb a Tree. A tree, when you think about a tree, guys, Typically, when I think about a tree, I think about something, even though there are some trees that are short. But when I typically think about a tree or I look out the window and I see a tree, I think about something that's really grand, that's really tall, and that kind of towers over everything. Usually, when you think about a tree, you think about something that's really tall. Right? And that you something that you have to look up to. You think about something that and you have to kind of do like this to see it because of the height, because it is so tall. So usually when you think about a tree, you think about something that is taller than you are. You think about something that is bigger than you are. You think about something that is way above the rooftop or the building. So typically, when you think of a tree, it's always something that is taller than you. Let me start off today's episode by asking everybody a question. Have you ever had a vision that was taller than you? Yeah. Have you ever had a vision that was taller than you? Did you ever see yourself? Taller than you are now. What, what I mean is, have you ever seen yourself in a better condition than you might presently be? Yeah, have you ever seen yourself taller than you are right now? It's kind of like a tree, right? You ever seen yourself? Have you ever had a vision that you had to look? Let me put it this way. Have you ever had a vision that you had to look up to because it was so tall? Have you ever had an idea that was taller than you? Have you ever had a notion, a goal? Has there ever 
been something that you wanted to do and it was taller than you were. Yeah, have you ever been there? What I mean is, have you ever seen yourself in a better condition than you might presently be had there ever been times when you had thoughts or dreams or beliefs that were bigger than what was happening in your life? I think many of us can say, yeah, me too. Have you ever had something that seemed to be gnawing at you, but it was bigger than you, something that was taller than you? You had to look up to it just to really see it. You had to look up to it to really get the grasp of it. Have you ever had a dream or a goal or something that you wanted to see happen, but it was bigger than you? you and you say, I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's kind of like looking up at a tall tree and you say, I could climb it, but I don't know how I'm going to do that. Uh, look at all the branches all the way up at the top. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Maybe there's a lifelong goal or dream or there's a hope that you want. Maybe there's something that you want to see and you say, and you look up at it like you're looking at a tree and you say, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Maybe it could be something like moving into a different home, beginning a new career. Maybe it could be something like getting over some past traumas or getting over some past hurts, getting over some past things, getting past the things that somebody said about you or things you even said or believed about yourself. And you look at it and you say, it's kind of like a tree. You say, I don't know how I'm going to even do that. I, I don't know. It's bigger than I am. It's taller than I am. A dream I I don't even know how. I'm, I don't even know where to start. Now that sometimes uh, 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 you look at a tree and you say, well, I could climb that tree, but I don't even know where I would start to even try to climb it. I guess I can get a ladder. I, I can get a chair. I, I, you got something and you don't know how to even start it. I don't even know where to even begin with this. I, I, I don't even know how to begin Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can become more frustrated, guys. And I personally, I'm telling personally, man, personally, nothing can become more frustrating to an individual than believing you can do more and believing that you can be more, but not being able to do it. That's pretty frustrating. When you believe that you can be more, when you believe that you can do more, but can't do anything about it, I wish I could climb that tree, but I don't even know where I would start. I wish I could see that happen, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. Nothing can be more frustrating to an individual than believing that you can do more, believing that you should do more, but not being able to do it. It is almost equally frustrating to see someone else doing something that you know you can do if given the opportunity. If they gave you the chance, you knew you could do it. It's not that they were more talented. 
It's not that they were more gifted. You just didn't have the opportunity. You didn't have the step ladder to get into the tree. Listen, it's almost equally frustrating to see someone else doing something that you know you can do if given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's just as frustrating. If you gave me the chance, I know I could do it too. If you gave me the chance, I know I could become that too. If I only had a different start in life, I know that's something that I could do too. Listen, there are plenty of people, plenty of people who can probably cook really, really well. And there are some people who have a restaurant, but they don't, others don't. And some people say, if I had a better, different start, if I had some things to go differently, I could do just what they're doing too. Nothing can be as frustrating as those two things and seeing somebody else do something that you know that you can do, that can be equally frustrating. Because sometimes what we see doesn't always line up with what we can do. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets frustrating when you can see yourself doing it. When you can see yourself driving a different vehicle, you can see yourself living in a better neighborhood. You can see yourself as a better individual. You can see yourself as a productive member of society. You can see yourself not like everybody else see you. And you see all these things but cannot do it. It can be frustrating. That's a tall tree to climb. And we get frustrated. Our lives are frustrated. We start, we begin talking frustrated because we're talking out of our frustration. I don't even know where to begin to try to climb this thing. I would I wouldn't even know where to start. I, I, I put one leg up here and I think I got it. I, I, I move one one leg to the side and I, I think I got it. I, I, I try to grab it with both hands. I, I think I got it. I keep looking up at my gene. I keep looking up at my vision because it's taller than me. I don't even know where to begin, and I'm just getting frustrated because it's taller than me. I'm, I'm frustrated because I see other people doing what I know I can do. I see other people performing things. I know I can perform that too. If they gave me the shot, if they gave me the chance, I know, I know I could do that. I, I, I have a better one for you. I have a better one for you guys. Have you ever, and this has happened to me, because I'm, 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 I'm every bit of part about five foot six, right? Standing up on a good day. Pretty short. I'm every about every kid about five foot six, right? Have you ever been, and I have, have you ever been at an event and everyone was standing up, right? And everybody was standing up, and it was difficult to see what was happening on the stage in front of you 
because all you could see was the back of somebody's head. I had, whether it was a concert, an indoor concert, an outdoor concert, or maybe you're at your local church or your local place of worship. Doesn't matter. Have you ever been at an event and it became difficult to see what was happening because everybody started standing up and when they started standing up, it got in your way and all you could see was the back of someone's head. Man, listen, that's, listen, for a person who doesn't have that much height, when I go somewhere, I want to kind of sit a little closer, especially if it's someplace exciting or I know it might get exciting. I want to get a little bit closer because when you stand up, I want to be able to see what's happening. Have you ever been at one of your favorite concerts or 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 something and people began standing up in front of you and all you could see was the back of someone's head? I mean, you could hear what was happening. You could feel the excitement in the room. And maybe, just maybe, you could catch small glimpses of what was taking place in front of you. You know how it is? People standing in front of you, you really can't see the stage. All you see is little blurs, things passing by you a little bit. It's <laughs> little small glimpses of what was taking place in front of you. But the picture would be so obscured and all you could see was the back of someone else's head. I mean, listen, see, I want you to think about that for a minute, okay? All you see is the back of somebody's head. You're at this event. Maybe it's a concert. Maybe it's a gathering. Maybe you want to hear your, your favorite speaker speak or actor or actor speak, and you're at this event, and you can't see anything but the back of somebody's head. Think about it for a minute. I mean, here it is. Event, you want to be there. You like being there. You want to be there. You did everything it took to be there, right? You, you took off from work that day. You had somebody speak to kids for you that day. You did everything that was possible to be there. I mean, uh, you paid your tickets for the event, like everyone else. And all you could see was the back of someone's head. Maybe, just maybe, you had to save and budget for the event. And now all you could see after all of that, you just saved and you budgeted, you burned your gas, you took PTO off, you took vacation time off, you got to the event, you got your nice friends on, you're feeling really good, got your hair done, you're ready, you're excited, you pumped, you're ready to go, you're ready for things to get started. They're started, they're cranking, they're going good. Everybody's standing up. And all you can see is the back of somebody's head. I said that to say this. I said that to say this. We've solved the problem of getting to the event. By the time you solve that problem, another problem comes up. So the problem, here it is, you heard about the event. You heard it was coming. You heard it was happening. So you go through the process of what you need to go through in order to make it to the event. You solve the problem of getting there. 
Maybe you had to ask somebody else for a ride. Maybe you had to catch a train. Maybe you had to catch a flight. Maybe you had to catch a boat. Maybe you had to ride a bike. But either way, the problem of getting there was solved. I said that to say this. Don't think just because one problem is solved that there won't be another. Also, so you paid the money to get into the event. The first problem was getting there. You got there. You paid the money for the event. That problem was solved. Right? So you solved that. Just because something solves one problem, it does not necessarily mean that it's the answer to solving another problem. You made it to the event. You got the money in your pocket, but the money in your pocket did not solve the problem of you not being able to see. <laughs> One problem, and that, is that money did not solve the problem of your sight. It did not solve the problem. Listen, the money did not improve your sight. You still couldn't see. You still couldn't see what was happening. And listen, uh, additionally, there is a misconception. I, I want to go ahead and address that. Additionally, there is a misconception that if we are pretty enough, if we are attractive enough, if we are smart enough, if we have the right friends, if we're in the right circles, if we go to the right schools, if we have the right background, if we come from the right side of town, if we don't break any laws, if we look good enough, if our hair's right enough, if the shirt is good enough, if the dress fitting us good enough, we have this misconception that if things are pretty enough in our lives, if the money is pretty enough in our lives, it will solve all of our problems. Listen, here's a newsflash. Attractive people have problems too. Rich people have problems too. Poor people have problems too. People with jobs have problems. People without jobs have problems. Black people have problems. Caucasian people have problems. Yo, listen, problems are not biased. Problems are not racist. Problems will visit a small shack on the corner, go down the street, and visit middle America, then make a right turn at the stop sign, go over the hill, and it will visit the higher parts of society. So one thing doesn't always solve the other. Yeah, yeah, one thing doesn't always solve the other. Think about it, guys. I want you to think about it. Being at an event, being at this event, and all you could see, and you couldn't see because the crowd was so large and all you could see was the back of someone else's head have you i mean think about it you had enough money to purchase the ticket you got enough money to get back home you have money to eat but you don't have what it takes to see yeah that's what we're going to talk about you have enough money for the food. You got money for the hotel. You have money for the clothes. 
You had money for everything to get you there, but you did not have what it takes to see. Yes, we did not have what it takes to see. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm not sure, guys. I don't know about you. Uh, But me, me personally, just me, uh, I enjoy getting new things. I do, I do. If there's anybody else that's listening, just and if you're driving somewhere or maybe you're watching this online, guys, I'm if you're like me, just honk your horn, say it out loud, type it in chat, say it to your friends, or if you're watching this with, I enjoy getting new things. And if you do, also say me too. Matter of fact, this computer is a new computer. My wife bought this for me for Father's Day. Thanks, Nicole. Uh, I enjoy getting new things. I mean, the excitement of it is there, right? Because you get something new and you kind of all like that, like a little kid at Christmas time. Um, the thrill that we get from it. And we listen, we like to tell others about the new things that we get because we like to see their reactions and we like to share our excitement and our happiness. We want them to be just as excited about it as we are. We want them to feel just as giddy and excited about as we are. Sometimes you tell somebody you got some new things and they're just as excited as you and sometimes almost and it, it reignites your excitement and you get excited all over again. So we like to tell people, we can like to share a happiness. And it could be anything from a new car to a new career, whatever it is, we like getting new things. I mean, it has that new smell all over it. You know what I'm talking about? Like a new pair of shoes or, or a new car, you get in it and it has that, mm, what's that? That's that new car smell. That's that new shoe, that new shoe smell, that, that new dress smell, that new shirt smell. You know, it has that, even a new haircut. I mean, I mean, I don't have to worry about those anymore because I don't have any hair. But when I did have, I did enjoy getting a new haircut. I had a new haircut smell to it. You know what I mean? It had that smell that says, I have never been touched before. The smell that says, I'm all yours. Is there, unless you got something, is there something new that you recently got and you are excited about it? Come on, guys. Uh, you can put it in chat if you want to, if it's something new that you got and you're excited about. Is there something new? Maybe you're listening, right? Maybe you're listening right now and you're driving or maybe you're, you're at work or you're doing uh, housework or whatever it is you might be doing, working on a car or at school. Is there something new that you recently got and that you are excited about? Think about it. Let your mind kind of go on that new thing. What is something new that you recently got that you're pretty excited about having? What is what, what is that thing? You recently got it, and you're pretty excited that you got it as well. And there's nothing wrong. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, that's absolutely nothing wrong with being excited about the new things that we get. Absolutely nothing wrong with that all. The reason you got it because you wanted it and you liked it 
and you hoped it would bring some kind of enjoyment, regardless of what it is, whether new tires on a car, doesn't matter. You enjoyed that. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the new thing. Maybe it's a new thought, a new idea, a new book. Doesn't matter. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. New things have a way of making us feel differently. Right, they do. Think about it. New ways have a, a way of making us feel differently because they begin to release endorphins. They begin to release those chemicals in our body that make us feel good. Yeah, they begin to release special chemicals called endorphins in our bodies, in our brains that make us feel good. And you start going, man, I feel pretty good. I, I kind of like my... And you start feeling a little bit better about some things because you got something new. You start feeling a little bit better because those endorphins are being released in our bodies. And we begin to start to feel a little different. And think about it. It can boost our self-esteem. You ever get a new pair of shoes or something and you start feeling a little bit more confident? You know, you get that new shirt, that new dress, that new tie, or a new, a new attitude, and the confidence is starting getting boosted. You start smiling a little bit more. People start looking at you like, man, why are they smiling so much? What's wrong with it? And you're smiling just a little bit more because the confidence starts getting just a little bit more boosted, just a little bit more our self-esteem. Uh, it can make us think in ways we previously may not have. We start thinking, well, maybe life isn't so bad. Maybe, you know, things aren't as terrible. You know, you get something new, you start, you start, you get something new, and all of a sudden your perspective starts changing. You know, life don't really suck that bad. <laughs> well, life, you know, working at that place isn't so bad. You know, you, you get something new, and you begin to start thinking in different ways that we probably would not have. Um, so uh, something new is not a bad thing when you start enjoying it and, we, and you begin liking it. Uh, if we get a new book, for instance, if we get a new book by our favorite author, we get excited, right? Or, or there's an author that you enjoy and you get a book and you get excited. For instance, this book right here is called Master Your Fears Kings Take Serpents by the Tail, uh, uh, Bishop Stephen A. Davis. It's a new book. I enjoyed this book. It's good. And when I read it, I got excited. So it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, it could be a book by your favorite author. We get excited. Or if we see a movie with our favorite actor or actress in it, or by our favorite director, we become excited. Our imagination. Our imagination becomes filled with wonder. Our hopes and expectations also get built up, all because of something new. All because of something new. Our imagination, our hopes, and our expectations. Imagination, hope, and expectation. Let's first talk about imagination. Now, me, I don't know about you, but I had a pretty wild imagination as a kid. As most kids do, I had a pretty wild imagination. 
My actually as a kid, I I used to write things a lot as a kid. Uh, my sister to tell you, here, listen to this. I used to write a lot of little stories as a kid. Even when I was in elementary school, I used to write short stories only because I figured this. This is this is just me. I I would read books and I would read stories. Right? I would read books, read stories, and enjoy them. When I learned to read. Learning to read, for me, opened up a whole new highway. It was as if someone gave me the keys to the car, and they said, hey, man, that highway, you can drive as fast as you want and as often as you want. So when I learned to read, man, my mind was wide open. I was reading everything I could get my hands on. And so if I read a story and I thought the story could go differently, if I read a story and I wanted to see a different ending or wanted to see something different happen, I would rewrite the story. And so I learned a lesson right then. If you see something, if there is a story, if there's a book that you would want to see, that you want to write, if it doesn't have the ending you want, yeah, write your own story. That I, I'm not going to get started. That's a whole other episode. Sometimes life will write your story for you. It will tell you you're not this. It will tell you you're not that. Baby, sometimes you have to take the pen out of life's hand and write your own story. I'm not going to go there. That's a different episode, guys. That's a different episode. But sometimes you do. You just have to write your own story. But what I learned, uh, uh, I was a kid, so my imagination was like most kids. My imagination was wild. I could imagine a lot of things being a superhero. Uh, one of my favorite superheroes was Batman. Love Batman. Uh, I always imagined I was Batman. Uh, you know, just being a kid. That's what kids do. You imagine this, you imagine that. Uh, you, you, your imagination is anything. You could put a kid, you could put a child in the street. And, and people that are commuters that are driving, they'll see a road, but a child will see a playground. A child, I was one of those kids, no matter where I was, I always saw a playground. I don't care where it was. It could be at church. It was a playground. Uh, we, one time I went to a funeral, a friend of mine, we were running around the, the cemetery. There's a playground. Kids' imaginations are run wild. Kids have the, the wildest, widest open imaginations. They can dream big things. As a kid, our imaginations man, are wide open. Am I right? Never be... As, ever be a kid and you you can just imagine some wonderful things? Ever be a kid and, and your imagination just takes you to far places? They could tell you you can't go outside today because it's raining. Yeah, but my imagination has me up down, running up and down the street. I mean, there are times my grandmother would say, hey, you can't go outside. And that's fine. My imagination had enough room to incorporate that. So as a kid, our imaginations are wide open. We could believe almost anything, and we did. Where I live in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, with my grandmother, when I came to visit from New York, uh, we enjoyed racing each other uh, to see who was the fastest. Yeah, we would run and see who was the fastest. That kids do. We would race to see who was the fastest. Once And listen, and once you were the fastest on your block, then you had to race against the person who was the fastest on the other block. I mean, just being the fastest on your block wasn't enough. You had to show everybody you was fast. (laughs) 
You had to show everybody, I got this. I own these streets. That's how it kind of was, right? You didn't want to just be the fastest in your house. You didn't want to be the fastest across the house next from you. You want to be the fastest on the whole block so when they go to school the next day, they can say, yep, you got that. You own that. You're the fastest. That's it. You didn't want to just be the fastest. You want to be just the fastest on your block. That's not saying anything. You've already beat everybody there. You want to be the fastest on any block. So, so some days, some days, because we just do all this running, so some days, there were days, man, uh, all you could see, I'm not kidding. Some days, all you could see were kids in their favorite sneakers or their only pair of sneakers running down a road. If you were to look out a window at any given time, all you could see was sneakers doing like this in the air. Sneakers and kids is all you could see running down the road. So given any given day, all you could see was kids and speakers running down the road. I am not playing. I am not kidding. It doesn't matter, especially if it was a summer day or school was out or there was a school break, spring break. Any given day, all you could see were kids and sneakers running down the road. Kids or not, I, I promise you, it was. And let me ask you this question. And did you ever, as a kid, I know I did. I'm guilty of this one too. Did you ever, as a as a kid, as a kid, did you ever think once you had forgot that new pair of shoes, you would be able to jump higher or run faster than anybody? I know I did. I used to think, man, if I just get that new pair of shoes, you won't beat me. You know how it is? You, you as a kid, you see these these commercials, and they market these commercials for kids. You know they do. And you see these kids, and they're running fast, and they're jumping. I'm thinking, if I get that pair of shoes, if I get those types of shoes, if I get those kind of shoes, man, I'll be good. I, I'll I, I'll smoke them. I'll I'll beat everybody. Let me get them shoes. I did. I would imagine that. I remember, I remember once, uh, I did, I remember, if, if you ever did that, put it in chat, say me too, say I did that too, I did that too. Now, if you're driving right now, just say, yeah, you know what, I remember doing that, that was me, I did that too, I did that too, uh, I did. Uh, funny story, guys, funny story. I remember once, uh, there was this kid, of uh, this friend of mine, whose name was Kevin, his name was Kevin. Never forget him. He was good friends. His name was Kevin. Uh, he used to always beat me in a race. I, I don't care. Any day of the week, Kevin owned me. He would beat me no matter what. I mean, sometimes uh, I'd be practicing while he's in the house. I'd be running up and down the stairs trying to get myself, you know, pump myself up. Ooh, you can do this. You got this. You got this. You know, just imagining myself beating him, telling myself, I got him, I got him. And no matter what day of the week, I don't care what day of the week, and seven times from Sunday, that boy would beat me in a foot race. He would have to, 
I wasn't a slow runner. He just was a better runner than I was. I kid you not. So <laughs> I remember getting some new shoes one day, and I and, and listen, I just knew I had them. I knew, man. I, I oh, you couldn't tell me anything. You couldn't tell me I didn't have him. I remember getting some new shoes one day, and I just knew I would be him. I did. I just knew I would be him once I had my new shoes on. I imagined beating him so badly that he would never want to race me again. Ever. <laughs> that he would think about it and go, I don't want to ever race Travis again. Ever. I imagined running so fast that a dust cloud would come from my shoes. I did. I was imagining. I could see. You know how you see in the cartoons where they start running so fast and a little dust cloud come up? That's what I saw. I saw me running so fast that a little dust cloud came up from my shoes. I imagine that. I imagine it going so fast that I would be at the finish before he even gets started. I did. I am, that was my imagination. I could see that. My imagination. I did. But, so, I remember the race, and they said, on your mark, you set, go. I'm running. I'm getting my head's in the air. You know you, how you run like this? I'm running. And, and I'm getting it, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm down the road. I'm doing it. And I promise you, I kid you not, he still beat me. I probably, he still beat me while I was wearing my new suit. That's it. He beat me while I was wearing my new shoes. I imagined that I was going to beat him in my new shoes. I imagined that this would be the time that I would not lose. I imagined that this would be the time that I would come on top. I imagined that this would be the time that somebody would finally say, Travis, you beat Kevin finally. I imagined. Everybody say, man, you good, man. Good job. Great job. You did a good job, man. You you did it that time. I imagined all of that. But he still beat me in my new suit. Listen, what is something that went differently than you imagined it? Yeah, I, I want you to picture that in your mind. Get the image of that. Picture that in your mind. What is something that you imagine that it would go one way, but it ends up going in an opposite direction? I imagined that with my new shoes, he was Kevin was not going to beat me. I imagined that with my new shoes on, I had him. Man, I got you was not you. You won't get me this time. What is something that went differently than you imagine. I want you to picture picture that in your mind. Maybe it was a job you applied for, or maybe it was a new career, a new position that you got, and you thought, once I get that position, once I get that job, everything would be okay. 
and it didn't go the way that you imagined. You said, well, maybe if I get in a relationship and I'll be a more sound person, but it didn't go as you imagined. Or maybe you've been in a relationship with someone in five years, six years, seven years, whatever, and it didn't go like you imagined. Maybe you started school and you was all excited about starting school, starting this new phase, this new chapter in your life, and it didn't go like you imagined. Maybe you had to drop out school. Maybe you had to leave school, but it didn't go like you imagined. Maybe you had an event that was planned. It didn't go like like you imagined. Maybe you thought it would be differently than this, but it didn't. things didn't go like you imagined. What is something that went differently than you imagined? Maybe you imagined a person getting better and having better health, but it didn't take place that way. It, it didn't happen the way that you imagined. Have you ever imagined something playing out one way just to see it play out in front of you a different way altogether? We all have. We all can say we've been in that boat. I've been in that boat, Travis. I've had my Kevins, too. I've had my Kevins. I, I thought it would be better this time, but it did not go. It's not how I imagined it. I thought I would be better. I thought, my, I thought, I, I, I thought but I had my Kevins, too. That's not how I imagined it. I had this new thing. I had this new idea. I thought it would be okay, but that's not how I imagined it. I saw somebody else do some things, and I tried to do it too, but it didn't work for me that way. That's, that's, that's not how I imagined it. I had friends to do certain things, to do some things, and I said, well, I'm going to try to do exactly what they did, and I tried it, and it didn't work that way for me. I'm standing here scratching my head because that's not how I imagined it. We, some people, we see ourselves retiring, but when we retire, we don't see things playing out the way we imagined it. That's, that, that, that's not how I imagined it. I thought if I moved to a different place, if I had different friends, I, I, it didn't work the way I That's not how I imagined it. We've seen others put one and one together and end up with two. But when we put one and one together, we end up with three. Wait, wait, wait. That's not how I imagined it. Somehow, we did not get the same result. Somehow, that's not how we imagined it. We've seen other people accomplish some things or do some things, and we try to reproduce what they did, but we don't get the results that they had, and that's not how we imagined it. Some people can move into a different phase of their life, and it will appear that everything went so smoothly. It appears everything went well, but when it's our time, when it's our time, yeah, but when it's our time to do that, uh, to move to a different phase of life, there were bumps and potholes and twists and turns. It had more twists and turns 
in a murder mystery. Listen, you made it there, but that's not how you imagined it would be. Maybe just maybe, maybe some things got in the way of our relationships, our careers, our personal choices, and now we're standing here like in the example of being at an event and someone standing up in front of you and all you can see is the back of their head was standing here saying, wait a minute, man. I made it to this event. I made it to this part of my life. I've lived longer than my cousins. Longer. Listen, some of us have outlived other people. Some of us have outlived our parents. Some of us have outlived bad our bad choices. Some of us have outlived our bad decisions. Some of us have outlived where we grew up. Some of us have outlived cultural and racial biases. Some of us have outlived sexism. Some of us have outlived some traumas. But this is not how I imagined it. I thought once I got over that, it would be better for me. I thought once I put that behind me, that's not how I imagined it. I'm still seeing the back of somebody's head. Kevin is still beating me. This thing still feels like it's owning me. It still feels like it's getting the best of me. That's not how I imagined it. Listen, I want some honest people right now, some really honest people who don't mind being transparent. If you are listening, you are driving, whatever you're doing in your village, in your hometown, in your city, if you're watching this, I want some really, really honest people who don't mind being transparent, who don't mind saying, I, I know the truth. Where are all the honest listeners right now tonight that would be transparent enough and admit there were some things that did not happen the way that you imagined it was, right? It, you thought it would go perfect, but it just didn't happen the way that you thought it was. We're the honest listeners that they could say, you know what? There were some things that did not happen the way that I imagined it. Yeah, listen, the reason is because we can never fully comprehend what's coming next until we are willing to give up what we imagined for now. Yeah. In, in order, in order to fully comprehend what might be coming next, what is coming next, what we'll see next, we want to have next, we got to be willing to give up what didn't work. Let, let, let's just put it that way. We got to give up what we imagined that did not work. It, it didn't work. I imagined, but it didn't work. I, I, I imagined it, but it didn't happen that way. We, In order to fully comprehend what's coming next, we have to be willing to give up what we imagined now. So we said imagination, we said hope and expectation. Let's talk about hope for a minute, guys. Let's talk about hope. When I think about hope, me, this is me. When I think about hope, 
I think about a person who is almost willing to do anything. Yeah, when you think about society and the world and everything that's happening and everything that's going on, everything and all the pressures of life, right? All the pressures of life, of being, all the pressures of being who you are. Maybe the pressure, maybe you have cultural pressures. Maybe there are pressures because of your gender. Maybe there are pressures because of where you came from. But when I think about hope, there's a, you always got these pressures coming at you. So when I think about hope, I think about a person who is willing to try or do almost anything because you got so much coming at you. You have so much that's being required of you. When I think about hope, man, hope is not one of those things that you can say, well, I just hope it'll be all right. Hope is one of those things that you have to get your, I call hope a dirty word. I do. I call hope a dirty word because with hope, hope is one of those things you have to get dirty for. Yeah, you got to get dirty for hope. My grandmother used to have a garden. Everywhere we lived, my grandmother had a garden. And even before we moved into a new home, she would survey the yard and she would say, okay, I'm going to put a garden over here. I'm going to plant this over here. I'm going to put some corn here. I'm going to put some cucumbers over here. I'm going to put some squash and some okra and some onions over here. She would already survey the yard before we even moved in. And then once we moved in, she would go ahead and start digging in the dirt and planting seeds. That's how hope is. Hope is dirty. You've got to dig in the dirt. With hope, you've got to get your hands dirty. That was the first time I came from Mount Vernon, New York, to visit my grandmother in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I called myself wanting to help her in the garden. And I'm just standing there. And she said, son, the seeds won't plant themselves. In order to plant the seeds, she said, you got to put your hands in the dirt. And that's how hope is. Hope is dirty. If you aren't willing to get some dirt on your hands, something just won't grow until you get dirty. Something just won't happen until you get dirty. Hope requires something from each person that dares to believe that it is possible. Yeah, hope requires something from each person that dares to believe that it is possible. And I believe that there are some daredevils listening to this show. I'm convinced that there are some daredevils listening right now to this show. That regardless of what happened, regardless of what rock is in your way, regardless of what you got to pull up, regardless of what you got to get out your way. Maybe it's some negativity. Maybe it's something somebody told you while you were growing up. But I'm convinced there are some daredevils listening. Individuals who have, have hope are desperate. Yeah, they're, they're desperate people. You can tell them it's not going to happen, and they'll look you in the eye and say, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's happening. Oh, yes, it is. I got hope. Yeah, they're desperate people. They get called things like troublemakers. They get called things like agitators. Sometimes 
people with hope are called things like uh, uh like rebels. They get called things like rebels and risk takers. It is that as a matter of fact, to be honest with you, it is impossible to say we have hope and not be a risk taker. In order to change the way that we have been doing things, it requires a little courage and some hope. Yes, in order to change the way we have been doing things, some things, it's going to require something from us. It's going to require a little courage and it's going to require some hope. In order to change what we have been seeing, it will require some hope, which means it will require some tenacity, which means you won't give up that easily. People with hope don't give up that easily. They can be outnumbered, but they won't give up that easily. Yeah, people with hope, they come ready for a fight. I, I, I came ready because I got hope. Yeah, it might not feel good. I might be outnumbered, but I got some tenacity about myself. I know there are some tenacious people listening. I know there's some tenacious people who got some fight still in them. I, I know it. I know it. I know it. It will require us to shake up things like an agitator in a washing machine. And if you're not familiar with uh, what an agitator in a washing machine does, an agitator is that long metal or plastic piece that kind of sticks up. Uh, from the middle of the washing machine. And what it does, it moves the clothes back and forth like that. It shakes them up. It moves them back and forth. So we might have to agitate some things. So if we want to begin to see something different than what we have been, it's going to take some hope. You will have to agitate some things. Some people might become bothered by what you are doing it's going to take some hope. Yeah, you're going to have to agitate some folks. This means you might look like a rebel. All the while, you are changing into who you are meant to become. They may call you all kind of names. Yeah, they may call you names because you believe that you can become better. They may call you names because you believe that your community can become better. They may call you a risky person. But why are you doing all that, man? It'll take all that to do that, man. Nobody in the family ever did anything like that. Nobody in the family ever tried that. Why, why don't you just get a good job and just don't you? Why, why are you trying to encourage people? Why are you trying to motivate people? Why, why are you trying to become do it all why why are you talking reading all these books why are you reading books like this why why are you reading books like kings take serpents by the tail why, why are you trying to read books like that and why nobody else did anything like that why, why are you trying to do it why, why are you trying to be a better we, we, we ain't nobody in the family ever did anything like that let me call you things like you're risky you're taking too many risks with your life, you, you're just risky. You're a risky person. Let me tell you something about risk. Let me let me let me drop this on you. 
about risk. L let me drop this to you about risk. One of the biggest, biggest risks of our lives is not taking a risk and changing things, but never taking the chance to change anything at all. One of the biggest risks that we can take is not taking a chance to change things, but never taking the chance to change anything at all. One of the greater risks that we take is when we decide to remain the way that we are. When you see things can be different, but you don't do anything about it, that's a big risk. To sit there and just say, oh, it'll just work itself out. It'll be okay. That's a huge risk. That's like breaking your arm. And instead of seeking medical help, you sit there or stand there with your arm limp and hanging down like this, all twisted up, and say, oh, it'll be okay. Oh, it'll be all right. It'll be just fine. That's risk. That's, that's, that's taking a risk. But what I want to know is this, guys. I want to know this. I know there's some tenacious people listening. I know there's some risk takers on this. Listen to me. I know there are some people that says, yeah, I got some hope. I know there are some people that don't mind people calling them a troublemaker because you refuse to quit. I know there's some people that listening that don't mind somebody calling them risky because you refuse to give up. I know that there are some people that are watching that saying, call me what you want to call me, but I will not quit. I will not give up. I know I may be outnumbered. I know there's some risky people, some troublemakers, some rebels that's listening that say, I won't quit because you want me to. I won't quit. Everybody else could have, but I refuse to quit. What I want to know is who's listening and that is a risk taker. Who's willing to give up ordinary? Who believes just settling is not for you? Who is willing to agitate some things and agitate some people in order to make things better? There is nothing wrong. Let me just say this. There is nothing wrong with being comfortable. There is nothing wrong with being comfortable. But what you also have to understand is this. Comfort is the enemy of greatness. And conformity is the womb for ignorance. Yeah. Comfort is the enemy of greatness. And conformity is the womb that gives birth to ignorance. Because, look at it this way, because others wanted to be comfortable, it gave way to things like slavery and tyranny. It was, listen, it was women's refusal to conform to the belief that women weren't intelligent enough to vote that gave birth 
to the 19th Amendment to the Constitution and their voting rights. Had they remained in conformity, it would have never given birth to the 19th Amendment and the women's rights to vote. So conformity is not something that's made. Conformity will always give birth to ignorance. And so I got to ask this question. If they were, women were bold enough not to conform, if women were bold enough not to conform to what the whole society here in the United States had believed, the whole of society believed that. If they were willing not to conform to that and not miss out on voting and not missing out on another election, let me ask you this question. What have you been missing out on trying to conform and fit in with everyone else? Yeah, what have we been missing out on because we want to fit in and be like somebody else? But all the radical agitators, troublemakers, and risk takers put it in check and say, I'm a risk taker. Yeah, these are some of the things, listen, you know I'm a firm believer in positive confessions. Maybe you should say this when you wake up in the morning. I'm a risk taker. Yeah, I got some hope. I'm a risk taker. Say it throughout your day. Yeah, I got some hope. I'm a risk taker. Put it in chat. Say it to yourself. I got some hope. And hope. Let me let me let me clear this up. Let me clear this up. Let me let me clear up this misconception, this misbelief about hope. Hope does not mean that you do not believe that some things won't go wrong. It simply means you'll adjust when it does. Yeah, I, I, I'll adjust. It doesn't, just because I have hope, does not mean I don't believe something won't go wrong. It just means I'll adjust when it does. Imagination, hope, expectation, expectation. Uh, when I was a kid uh, growing up uh, and I would come visit my grandmother, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, there were two things I enjoyed doing the most. Two things. I enjoyed riding my bike, and I also enjoyed uh, climbing trees. I did. I really enjoyed climbing trees. Yes, that's right. Yes. I was, I am a tree climber. That's right. I am a tree climber. It was fun. It was adventurous. My imagination would just run wild. And yet, I felt like a kind of a bit of a risk taker climbing those long, sturdy branches. But I also did it because from where I was standing on the ground, I couldn't see very much of what I wanted to see. So therefore, therefore, I would climb and sit in the branches and look around. Just kind of survey the land, look at the neighborhood, look at people coming and going. Looking at things coming and going, seeing the birds. I was kind of just look around, kind of get a bird's eye view, so to speak. Things look differently. Yeah, they did. Things look differently 
when I climbed in a tree. I, I seemed taller. I felt almost kind of invincible or untouchable. Now, it was the same tree. I, that's how I felt. I felt taller. I felt invincible. I felt untouchable. Now, this tree uh, was kind of a myrtle tree. And it was the same tree I'd always seen, right? Uh, same tree. It was the same tree. It was the same yard. It was the same house. It was the same. Everything about everything was still the same. But whenever I climbed into the long branches and looked around, things looked differently. Sometimes we might have to reposition ourselves just to get a better view of what's around us. Yeah, we might have to reposition ourselves in order to get a better view of what's around us. There are things I could see at ground level, but there were other things I could see when I climbed into the tree. Now, it was the same yard. It was the same tree on the same street. But when I climbed into the tree, not only was I able to see the cars that were already parked, I could also see the cars approaching. But there are times that our expectations of things can be impacted if we only see things from ground level. Yeah, if you're only going off of things that you see on ground level, your expectations can be impacted because you're just looking at it from ground level. From ground level, I could not see anything that was approaching. From ground level, all I could see were the cars that were already parked. From ground level, all I could see are the things that were already there. From ground level, all I could see are the things that already happened. From ground level, all I could see were the things that already took place. But when I climbed into the tree, I could see things that were approaching. There are times our expectations can be impacted. If we only see things from ground level, I could see things that were approaching me. There could be times where we might feel nothing new is happening, that today is just an echo of yesterday. We might feel nothing new is coming our way, but something that's but sometimes you have to reposition yourself in order to see what's approaching you and not see everything from ground level. Sometimes we can't see that anything new is coming because maybe we're looking at it from ground level. You may have to reposition what you're looking at. You might have to reposition what you're focused on. You might have to reposition what you spend your energy on. Because as long as we see things from ground level perspective, our opportunities and chances is about to pass us by. But if we are willing to be some tree climbers, you will listen, you will have a better chance of seeing what's approaching you. 
remember once while I was in the tree, my sister came out the house and she looked up in the branches and she saw me. Then she said, then she asked me how I got so high in the tree. She wanted to know how, how I get so high in the world that I ended up in the top branches of the tree. She said, how'd you get way up there? The branches are so high and you're not that tall. I told her I wasn't reaching for the highest or tallest branches. I was looking for the branches that were within reach. Listen, guys, let me tell you this. Let me say this to you. We have this misconception that if we're not at, all the way at the top, then we haven't accomplished anything. We have this misconception that if we're not all the way at the top, then we haven't done anything worthwhile. We have this misconception that if everyone isn't calling our name, then we're not, then we're not important. If everyone isn't following us, following us on social media, then we've done nothing worthwhile. Then we've reached us nobody. Then we helped nobody. We had this misconception that if everyone isn't after us or calling our names, we're not important. Listen, I had to learn to use something that was within reach. What do you have within your reach? What hobby did you put aside during COVID and say, yeah, that's not even important anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. What dream did you set down on the table like a coffee cup and said, I'll come back to it. And now that hot cup of coffee is now ice cold. What dream did you have that was hot in your mind that you set down like a cup and now it's cold to you? What is it? What dream? What thought? What idea? What way of believing that you had that you sat down and now it's cold? We had this misconception. What did you have that's within your reach? What can you put your hands on? Listen, I told listen, I I, I mean I told her this. This, this. this is what I told my sister. Listen, because whatever you can get your hands on is all that you're gonna need to help you. I told my sister this. I told her I was looking for something that was within reach. And also, listen, also in the tree, there was this groove. There was this groove. It was a space in between the branches at the bottom, right? So when the tree came together, it had a groove, it had a space there that was at the bottom. I put my foot in between the branches at the bottom and I pulled myself up. Listen, you might feel you are at the bottom. It might, listen, it might look like you are at the bottom. You might be at the bottom when they choose people for a promotion. They choose people to do certain things. You might be at the bottom when they think about promotion, when they think about doing some things. You might be at the bottom when it seems like 
Everybody else is being happy but you. Everybody else is being happy around you but you. But don't worry about the bottle. Do what I did. Stand on it. Use it. And pull yourself up. You might feel like you're at the bottom. But use it and pull yourself up. Listen, they underestimated you. My sister said, listen, the branches in the tree are taller than you. Your vision is bigger than you. What you're looking for, what you want to accomplish, is taller than you. How in the world are you going to do that? How in the world are you going to accomplish that? When your dream is bigger than you, the branches of the tree were taller than I was. She said, how are you? How did you do that? And the branches are taller than you, and you're much shorter than that. She didn't know. I put my foot on the bottom, and I pulled myself up. They underestimated you. They thought you would always be at the bottom. But while they were talking, you were busy pulling. While they were pointing their fingers and looking at you funny, you kept pulling. They had no idea that you would not stop pulling. Ain't no quit in you. There might be negativity all around you, but keep pulling until you pull yourself up. I need all the tree climbers who know something better is arriving, who know something better is approaching, who are convinced the bottom is there just so you could stand on and pull yourself up. Let's come with some good stuff for me. And as always, guys, tune in right here each Thursday at a new time, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 Pacific, 4.30 to listen to the show and you can stream your favorite episode on your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and so many more. Guys, listen, don't forget to tune in next week for the wonderful episode right here. And as always, the party, I gotta get out of here. As always, the party, if you're gonna tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I gotta go. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.